Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, make sure you hit the like and subscribe buttons at Five Reasons YouTube channel. Did a big stream there tonight. If you weren't subscribed, you didn't know about it. Five Reasons YouTube. FiveReasonsSports.com. Get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others and some of our other contributors on the other sports. And check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network that includes prizepicks.com. That's our official fantasy sponsor. Use that code five F I V E. If you're into MLB, this is a perfect time. Obviously Stanley cup playoffs are over, but you can do the NFL uh, futures right now. They're all up on the board. So go to prize picks, use the code five F I V E get your initial deposit matched up to a hundred dollars. If you use that code F I V E play two, three, four, five players together. You can play across different sports. That is the fantasy partner that we recommend also if you're looking for cbd therapistpreferred.com use the code 5rsn that's the number 5rsn 25 percent off the gummy the tincture the sports cream at therapistpreferred.com and now tonight's episode Down to this day. Yay. Uh, five on the floor ride for my dogs where here's the thing you can check the score hustle hard couple scars wearing bubble frogs just like what they say you in trouble y'all kept the floor playing got a all band y'all seen the block stop the one hand and pat we trust it's power have the guts we're here to bring the heat y'all can hang it up Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on Five on the Floor, a little bit beyond midnight. Already heard from Pat Riley. Adam Simon's going to speak at some point here. We also heard from Nikola Jovic, right? Is that, is that correct? Did I get that right? Nikola Jovic, not Nikola Jokic. So a little bit different there, although some similar skill sets here. We're talking about 6'10", 6'11", guy who can pass, uh, who can shoot, shot 36% from three, and again, from in Serbia. Um, but again, not necessarily the type of player we thought Pat Riley would pick, to the point that Pat Riley was actually pressured by the great Barry Jackson about a draft pick from 27 years ago, Martin Burisep, uh, that basically kept Pat from drafting any foreign players after that because it was such a bust, although he did bring in Sasha Danilovich. But as Pat said, we played Goran Dragic, right? So he said, if, if a player can play, I don't care where he's from. But again, a little bit of a different player than we anticipated, more of a stretch four type player that they didn't really have on the roster last year. They do have Yurt. That's not really his style at this stage. Um, and again, we're waiting right now for some of the undrafted free agents. And some of those might end up being as interesting as, the guy that the Heat actually drafted because we know that a lot of those were on the Heat's workout list. So we'll, we may not get those by the time this episode is over with, but we certainly will have them over the next 24 hours. But I just I just want to go to you guys first. I've got, well, first, the floor plan tonight. Got Alex Toledo. I've got Brady Hawk. We're both at the arena following the Tropical Blanket and the Brady Hawk 305. I'll just, I'll just start here. I'll go to you first, Alex. In terms of what the Heat, you don't always draft for need. I mean, sometimes you draft for a player with the highest upside. The Heat have gone both ways over the years, but typically they make, they make upside picks um, or, or they, 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 they like a guy maybe that another team may not like. They had conviction on Tyler Hero that other teams really didn't have. They had conviction maybe on Bam a little bit higher than, than some other teams had. Picked both of those, you know, those guys at 13 and 14. 
go all the way back to the draft selection of Dwayne Wade, who came in as a two guard and you already had Eddie Jones. They moved Dwayne to point guard. So typically Pat will go for the player he likes, not necessarily position, but this is not necessarily the type of player we thought they would take because he's not defense first. Yeah, definitely. I think this is another surprising draft pick by the heat. And I think it's just another one in a long line of surprising draft picks. Like when you go back to, I think even as far as just like ever since um, the summer where LeBron left, since they got Shabazz, like they just, ever since then, it's been a lot of guys who maybe Heat fans don't expect them to pick, right? The, the justice thing was like, yeah, he fell down there. But then you talk about Tyler, you talk about Bam, you talk about Precious. There was a lot of mixed reactions and a lot of surprise reactions from uh, media and fans alike. And I think this is an another one that fits right there. Like, I think you were talking about how they, they will usually, uh, you know, go for the high seating player. And I feel like what they did tonight, the more that I think about it, is kind of an in-between where it's like, um, this guy won't be playing much, if at all, this season. He's not going to be some guy that they plug and play in right away. But um, he does kind of fit the mold of the, of the player that they might be looking for in, uh, in free agency. I know, I mean, uh, be a trade for Duncan Robinson in the sense that, like, this guy is a forward who can shoot the hell out of the ball. He's got uh, guard skills at 6'11". It's a really intriguing pick. It's obviously a high upside project type of player, like I said, who's not going to play right away. But it's kind of like towing that balance a little bit where it's like you needed a four who can space the floor. He can do that. He's got some um, interesting ball skills. He's got a step back. Like he can uh, shoot over the top of people. He seems to be a pretty smart player in general. The defense stuff is definitely a concern. But um, the fact that he's 6'11", 19 years old, and seems to be very skilled, uh, has been playing, you know, playing in, in a professional league. Like uh, the pick has has sat with me pretty well the more that I've sat with the, uh, you know, the thought of, of them having done this. It was surprising, but I can kind of see the intrigue. No, I can agree. I think the intriguing part is that we talk about ceiling or current skill, but like when you have a guy that can be the ball handler in a pick and roll and also be a roller in a pick and roll, like I feel like that's something that's always kind of striking when a guy's also like 6'10", like we saw him when you, if you probably – all the people listening immediately went to YouTube and looked at his highlights. Uh, you see both of those things. You see him have a tight handle, at least. You see the turnaround jumper stuff. You see the strong attacking. Like, there's a lot of stuff to like offensively, uh, especially the passing. I think that's kind of the bigger thing, uh, which always seems to happen, that these guys that can pass at that type of size is just really uh, – it's a treat to have as, as a certain player. But the thing comes down to is uh, – the part that makes me think of why this draft pick was made that threw it off a little bit was the defensive stuff. Like you listen to Pat Riley in recent press conferences, it's defense, defense, defense. The guys that don't play defense, he talks about them needing to play better defense. Uh, and this is a guy that uh, he's physical. I, like, I think that's a good trait to have, but there's not much there, I guess, defensively yet. He did mention when he was talking that he thinks uh, he could be a big guard uh, who can switch everything. Uh, it's good to say that if he's going to be playing if he was be able to play next to Bam, which I think he can be, Bam's a guy that can plug up a lot of his holes if it comes down to it. So I think that's a positive thing. But looking individually, even Pat Riley joked around saying it's another guy that could possibly get picked on individually. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But I think not to focus on the negatives, there's a, just really is a lot offensively to like as a positive stuff. Like there's a lot of stuff you could look at. Uh, I think there's upside there. Uh, going for a big, I think it makes a whole lot more sense Looking at some of the guards that were there, I think there were some really good talents there. But going for a guard just didn't make much sense to me in this draft. Like, it really didn't. I thought a wing made a lot more sense. But a big is just 
for one, you have a guy that maybe can battle it out with O'Mayor and whoever else comes in through free agency. Uh, and there's also the element of if there is a big trade that goes down and you have to throw O'Mayor in as, a, as a, a sweetener, you have another guy down the pipeline to kind of utilize. So I think there's some positives to it. Uh, and eventually, I guess they're going to have the Twin Towers in Summer League with him and O'Mayor. Well, yeah, and then they're going to want the Twin Towers. Heat fans are going to want the Twin Towers during the regular season or the Triple Towers with Bam out there too. Just throw all the bigs together. Eric Spolcher will walk off the court. Um, but I, look, he's an interesting prospect. Um, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I don't know necessarily if he's a prospect you would anticipate being a rotation player on a championship contending type team. And, and that's why... Although I think he's going to be here, and a lot of us thought that they would trade out of the pick, uh, I, I don't think there's any guarantee that he's going to be there. I just think that's good. But I think the other point is, and you made this point, Brady, as we were walking in here, uh, Yurtsevin has been you know, talked about as kind of a sweetener in some trades because he has potential. This is a guy who would give you another big option there. And the Heat have had more trouble developing bigs than they have had trouble than they have developing wings and guards uh, or shooters and, and guards in general. So adding a big that you like, it makes some sense. I don't, again, I think they're going to get a couple of these guys in undrafted, you know, situations anyway. So I, I don't know that this is necessarily, you know, one way or the other, like a make or break pick for this franchise. I don't think there was anything there that were like, oh, wow, they should have taken that. There have been certain nights. I go back to uh, one night when Draymond Green was available when I wrote a column that night saying they should have taken Draymond Green. There were a lot of teams that should have done that because I thought he was a perfect fit for that particular big three heat team because he was kind of a plug-and-play guy right out of college with leadership ability and defensive chops, which we've seen. I don't think that this guy existed in this draft. And so I'm okay with an upside potential play, particularly with a big, but I wouldn't guarantee that this is necessarily somebody that's going to be here for the long term. This We keep framing everything. This is the Jimmy Butler build. The Jimmy Butler build has a timeline. Omer is a lot older than this guy. He came in older. Uh, and we saw that Omer, when he was thrown into the mix last year, had good moments, and he had other moments where he was unplayable. So 
I, I, I think that, again, Heat fans should temper their expectations on this, even if they can like the upside. I, I do want to, to get into a couple things uh, here after the break uh, real quick. And again, it's going to be a quick episode. Uh, we've been here late and we do want to get you something. If you want to get into a little bit more analysis on this, a lot of our guys were on the YouTube channel tonight and you should catch the stream and kind of all this sort of lead up uh, to that. Unfortunately, I couldn't join that because I couldn't figure out my headphones. We do want to tell you about one more sponsor here at the five reasons sports network. It's our friend, Mark Brown, Mark Brown, PA.com 954-566-5678. He's the guy to go to if you need an estate plan. And if you are someone who has a family, you need an estate plan, make sure your money goes to the right place. He can do it for you easily. Get you all the forms. He will not overcharge you. He'll work with you. I can tell you this because he did mine. Go to markbrownpa.com, M-A-R-C, brownpa.com. He's based in North Lauderdale, just around Cypress Creek uh, Road and Andrews, 954-566-5678, 954-566-5678. All right. Uh, again, we don't have – do we have the undrafted free agents yet? No, they haven't come in yet. All right. So I, one, one thing I, I just wanted to, to kind of get into uh, here with this is that I, I do think that if this guy ends up developing, he feels like a Spolstra player to a certain degree, that, that there, there's some shooting ability, there's some flexibility with this kid. Um, and, and I just want to mention that because I do always think that even though Pat and Eric have this very good, healthy working relationship, they have different philosophies on a lot of this stuff. And I have noticed of late, like, well, some people say, that's not a Pat Riley guy. Last year, they spent the offseason bringing in Pat Riley type players, the PJ Tuckers and all the rest of this. I do think sometimes there's a little bit of give and maybe you bring in more of an Eric Spolster player. So uh, when people say, well, I couldn't see Pat drafting a foreign player, as he said, they do send Adam Simon, Chet Cameron and Keith Askins overseas for a reason. I mean, it's not just, you know, to get the miles. Okay. So uh, they do look at these players, but this felt to me a little bit more like some Spo influence. Um, and I know Eric doesn't really watch a ton of college basketball until the season is over and his season went, I mean, I, I doubt he watched very much at all this year. Okay. Just based on previous conversations with it, but this just strikes me as a player that Eric might be able to feel he could unlock, uh, anything else before we close in a minute each, uh, about the draft as a whole, uh, just beyond the heat. I'll start with the break. Well, I'll say this is going to be kind of bad podcast uh, structure because it hasn't happened yet. And if you're listening to this, you probably have seen the undrafted stuff, uh, but it's coming down to the end and there's going to be a lot, as you mentioned before, a lot of the guys they worked out uh, are going to fall undrafted. It's just the way it is. There's guys that who knows who the next four picks will be, but guys like Justin Lewis or Keon Ellis are two guys that are very high level basketball players. And it's clear that the Miami Heat liked them. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they can bring them in. But as a whole, uh, I just feel like, Looking at 27 and looking at these undrafted guys, like there just feels like this is a draft where there's just not a big talent gap overall. Like even when you look in the teams and go down and a guy like EJ Liddell falls all the way down, he was sitting there available at 27, as well as a Kentucky point guard in Ty Ty Washington, who I think those were the two guys we were focused on. But much like always happens, it's never the guy that we're expecting. So as a whole, it just feels like uh, this type of draft that feeds into the Miami Heat, like guys that they can find talent diamonds in the rough because there's going to be a bunch of them. Uh, and then maybe they can try to strike on this pick uh, in, in Jovic. And just to hit on the thing you talk about with Spolstra, I think this is a big thing is for one, it's tough to say because he's big in defense as well and switching and all that stuff. And we know bigger guys get played off the floor, which I don't think is him totally. Like I'm just saying in terms of just full out switching defensively that he's big on defense, but offensively, I don't think there's a coach that would deny a big passing 
first step back shooting 611 guy. Like it's just hard to, to deny that as a coach. So if you're Eric Spolstra looking forward or even Leek Allen, who's going to be running the summer league team, like that is something to really utilize, I guess, moving forward. So it's just, uh, I don't think it's the draft that we expected, but I think it's pretty intriguing when just looking forward. Intriguing is definitely the word. And that's just kind of how I feel um, when I think about the guy that they ended up drafting. It's just so interesting that they ended up going with him. And uh, it feels like, again, like I was talking about earlier, them striking the balance where it's like, yeah, they're getting this 19 year old guy who everybody considers a project, but he's also very skilled for a 19 year old. So it's like, also a 6'11 dude who's pulling up off the dribble from deep range. Like it's just, he's got a very intriguing skill set for a player to get at 27. Cause it's like, it feels like he could be a player who contributes, but just not right away. And so uh, regarding uh, what Ethan was talking about there and him not being somebody who could be here long-term, he is not thinking about that. He's over here talking about bringing the championship back to the city, as he just said. And, you know, I'm very intrigued with the whole pick and I'm very intrigued with what Brady was talking about as far as the undrafted guys. I've always said, you know, I'm not a big draft guy. I'm not going to pretend I am. I crammed a lot of these dudes last second just to make sure I was up on everybody. Uh, and really a lot of those guys, like Brady said that they worked out are still going to be available. I'm very interested in Jabari Walker. I'm very interested in Lewis. I'm very interested in Trevion Williams. Uh, I think Keon Ellis is still out there. Like a lot of those guys that they worked out are still out there. And I think they might be able to, you know, get a few of them. I would be very excited if we could get some of the ones that I just named. And, um, you know, it's just always exciting when the Heat are able to get some young guys that maybe you're not particularly uh, expecting. But, man, like, <laughs> they might be able to get some decent ones here, right? Yeah, like, and, and obviously um, the kid knows how to pander already. Um, that, that's my other uh, close is the only, the only NBA game – he says he's ever been to live as Heat 76ers. He said it was a great atmosphere. So he'll already fit in. We'll see who some of the undrafted guys are that Alex is talking, Alex and Brady are talking about. We'll probably get into those uh, on a podcast either tomorrow or over the weekend. As we go forward, what happens? Something happened? All right. Well, see, Alex just jinxed the whole thing. Jabari Walker was just taken. All right. You know, it's late. We're tired. Nikola Jovic, not Jokic, Jovic. He was drafted higher than Jokic. That means he's going to be better. Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.